This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey everybody, this is Sean Daly. Welcome and thanks for listening in today on Green Talk Radio from greenlivingideas.com. Today I have as my guest, Scott Andrunas, who is the Director of Marketing for Lennox Home Products, the Hearth Products Division. Scott, welcome. Thank you very much. So I just want to start, I guess we'll start with the definition. Uh, hearth is a word that gets thrown around, but it's sort of, it's an old word, so uh, a lot of people I don't think realize it, what that means. It's, it's kind of like the, the fireplace or the, 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 a, brick, a bricked area where you can basically light a fire, is that correct? Yeah, that's most commonly what people associate with the word hearth, but in our business, hearth products relate to fireplaces, fireplace inserts, and stoves uh, that are used for uh, either alternative or primary heat sources for the home. Okay, so it's also heating products uh, and not just like the, you know, the decorative fireplace. That's right. Okay. Well, I guess uh, one place to start would be, well, just the, you know, the classic idea for people, I think, of the fireplace, it's a very romantic notion. It's, I think, humans have always been attracted to fire, and, and it's certainly, uh, there's something just very magical and mystical about it and, and very warming about it in a home environment. Uh, the problem is a traditional fireplace, as most people realize, not all people, but most people realize, is burning wood in a fireplace is one of the most uneco groovy things that you can do because of the byproducts. So, right. Uh, you know, I'm curious, one of the reasons we wanted to have you guys on the program today is to talk about the issue. Uh, in many areas of the country, you can't even install a new fireplace, a regular fireplace, I should say, in a new home. Right, exactly. There are a variety of regulations, and they vary throughout the country and into Canada, but generally, you're right, burning wood is either totally restricted or when one can burn wood is restricted. There are different levels of that. Um, there are some parts of the country where um, people are using old-style wood stoves as sources of heat, but these are old and inefficient products, and those are being regulated out. So there's a lot of uh, awareness in our industry on air quality and a lot of alternatives for people who have either an old wood stove or an existing fireplace that burns wood, and whether that's a decorative element or something they depend on for heat, there are many, many choices that people can use to convert those fireplaces into something that's much more efficient, a very clean burning, and provides uh, a real source of heat, whereas a regular fireplace mostly just draws air right out of the room. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's a really heating inefficient. Ultimately. Exactly. So, well, tell us about a little bit, I know there's different fuel types, first of all, and then different designs. Can you talk about that? Right. Fuel type uh, really runs the gamut. You have uh, fossil fuels, which is natural gas or propane gas. These are probably among the most common and most uh, easy-to-use fuels. A gas fireplace is a manufactured unit, and 
has an electronic ignition or in some cases a pilot light can be turned on or off with the switch or remote control and provides that instant on ambiance and uh, the, the, the charm of the fire, uh, but also produces uh, a level of heat for the room. And gas is the most convenient and very clean burning. Gas is obviously limited. Some parts of the country, some small towns or mountain communities, maybe gas isn't available. And a lot of people really enjoy the charm of burning with wood and the entertainment value that you get from a wood fire. So there are EPA-approved sealed combustion units that use wood as fuel, and that can come in the form of a built-in fireplace that would have glass doors on it to control the combustion environment, or it could be a freestanding wood-burning stove that uh, has new technology to make it EPA-approved and highly efficient, or an insert that would fit into a standard fireplace opening and convert that into an EPA-approved clean-burning wood unit. I see. Now, does that involve filtration on... The, the byproducts? Uh, no, it's actually just a function of uh, technology bringing in combustion air, burning the fire in, in the most efficient way possible, reburning smoke and gases that come off of the fire such that what comes out of the chimney has very low particulate matter and very low level of gases because all of that is consumed in the fire. That's what a sealed combustion chamber and and a a well-designed firebox can provide. So there's almost no visible smoke. Okay. So in terms of if somebody and the people that uh, come to our website, greenlivingideas.com and listen to this podcast are interested in, in this case, you know, uh, green living and green home building or remodeling as it might be, what would be the, the most environmentally friendly type of fireplace to put in, either in a retrofit or in a new home construction? Well, we started talking about fuels, and I think that uh, really it depends on a lot of factors, how often the product will be used, what fuel is readily available. If you're in a place where natural gas is part of the utility supply for the house, then it could be the best, most efficient, and easiest way just to get a gas-burning fireplace. Uh, if you're in an area where uh, propane gas is your only source and that has to get trucked in and it becomes expensive, then you can look to other fuels like wood or pelletized wood products, which is very similar. So uh, there are a lot of factors that people should look into, how often you're going to use it, what kind of cost of fuel in the, in the, in the particular area. Those are all considerations. Sure. Well, that makes sense. That's a good answer. Well, and, and you know, and yeah, that does, and where you are in the country certainly makes a big difference. I'm a transplanted East Coaster and, uh, you know, fires were quite common in, in my home for many months during the year back in, you know, we were Rhode Island and Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And we, we had a much colder winter and other seasons as well. And, you know, in California here, I mean, you know, you might, you might hit a fire once or twice a year and it's almost just for show at the Christmas, right. you know, at the Christmas party. <laughs> at the Christmas dinner, exactly. you know, uh, it's, it's hard to justify in any way uh, doing that. So that, that certainly does make a lot of sense. So, I mean, do you find that the majority of homes being sold, uh, I should say the majority of fireplaces being sold today are for more on the decorative side than really for any kind of heating practical purposes? That's a very regional phenomenon. Sunbelt states, southern parts of the country, uh, it, it is very largely aesthetic. And you have fireplaces that are designed for that, some that actually provide more aesthetics and are designed to throw off less heat into a living space for just that reason. You're doing it for ambiance and you don't want to be cooked out of your room. In other parts of the country, 
fireplaces are the primary heat source, or you might find multiple stoves or inserts throughout the house so that people can heat the living areas that they're in. Right. Yeah, because, you know, it seems that uh, there's probably relatively few areas in the country where it's really the most uh, economic or efficient, heating-efficient choice uh, to do that. Uh, I could be wrong, but it, it seems like that would be the case. Well, there's something that we like to talk about, and that's called zone heating. If you envision a house that's run off a central heating system with a thermostat in one room of the house, uh, you, you want to keep your family warm, you turn on that thermostat, and you're heating an entire house, including unused rooms, and that heater will just cycle on and off and, and maintain temperature, but that can be very inefficient. So if you look at uh, putting a hearth product into a primary living space, uh, say convert that fireplace in the living room with a highly efficient insert, uh, you can just focus the heating in the room that you're spending the most time in, and that makes the most efficient use of the fuel, and you're not wasting energy heating the rest of the house. Okay. Well, that makes sense, and that's certainly something that we've talked about on the show before is, you know, the idea of uh, intelligently heating and not sort of just, you know, my, my friend would say uh, blasting out using the machine gun method versus the yeah. sniper rifle, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's going to be inherent inefficiencies in just sort of evenly heating the entire home, whereas you're only living in really a certain percentage. I, I imagine it's probably an 80-20 principle for most people, yeah. 20% of the home. Yeah, exactly. To these products themselves, is there anything that you're doing in terms of um, making the, the products green in terms of the materials you're using or anything like that, the fireplaces themselves? Well, the, the materials that are used are pretty standard, and they're really, there are a lot of constraints that we have to work under. There are temperature restrictions and installation needs and so forth, and we obviously try to build them with as little material as possible and uh, conform to uh, all of the guidelines required for manufacturing and, and manufacturing that's friendly to the environment. The products themselves, the technology that goes into them is probably where we have the biggest opportunity. Uh, we're constantly looking at ways to present gas fires using lower BTUs or less gas being burned, but yet still provide efficient heat delivery into the room and uh, large fires without uh, just requiring a a ton of gas to do so. Mm -hmm. We're looking at uh, wood-burning products and creating the most efficient ways possible to to deliver heat again, which might result in longer burn times, meaning you can put wood into a stove or a fireplace and and have it last even longer and use less fuel and and, and output uh, less smoke and and lower emissions, those kinds of technologies are really where our opportunities are and, and what helps um, end consumers are really interested in that. They will look at efficiency numbers and EPA um, particulate emission figures and make their purchase decisions based on uh, which one gives them the best uh, economies. That led me to my next question, which is what should people be looking for in terms of these products? I mean, what, what are the features that are most important for people that are really looking to, to have a fireplace, uh, to have a hearth product like this, but still have a green home? For gas uh, appliances, there are efficiency numbers, meaning how energy efficient are they? Uh, there are fairly standard rules that each manufacturer will apply, and usually those numbers are posted on the product specifications to tell you how efficient the unit is. The higher the efficiency, the the lower the long-term cost. 
of BTUs. Um, efficiency relates to BTUs. If you're putting in 50,000 BTUs, what percentage of that is being delivered as heat to the room? That's the kind of formula they're working on with respect to wood units I was mentioning earlier, burn time uh, and particulate emissions are the big things. If you can get a, a wood-burning product that uh, will burn for a longer duration on a uh, given amount of wood, and do it very cleanly, then that's a very efficient and low-cost and green-friendly product. Okay. You talk about wood pellets. I haven't heard of that or seen that before. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about where do, you, where do you buy wood pellets and how are they manufactured? Are they just small chunks of wood? or uh, Pretty much. They, uh, they look a bit like uh, dog food or um, uh, livestock food. It's just pelletized uh, wood material. And this, along with just any wood-burning product, this is a renewable fuel, so there's environmental considerations there, but pelletized wood can be sawdust or reclaimed material from lumber mills that are processed through machinery. They're compacted into pellets that are probably about the size of pencil erasers or maybe a little bit larger, but uh, they come in 50-pound bags and usually purchased by the ton and can be a very economical way of using oftentimes recycled and certainly renewable fuel to heat your home. It has a lot of the same value and fire presentation and considerations as, as wood stoves do, but you're pouring pellets into a hopper and then there's a, a mechanism that feeds these pellets into a burn pot at a controllable rate so you can increase or decrease heat levels. I see. And this is, this is what's being burned. And pellets are, are fantastic because you're not cutting down trees. You're making use of, of materials that might otherwise have been discarded. There are uh, movements and people developing technologies to create uh, pellets out of agricultural materials. Uh, you might find paper products and things like this that go through this same type of process to create pellets. There are even products that will burn kernel corn or cherry pits or seeds, things like this uh, that are all renewable resources and available. They vary as to their availability throughout the country. Obviously, Midwest, you find a lot of corn, not so much in California. Sure. But uh, these are all options for renewable resources and very um, cost-effective products. And the costs really vary depending on where you are in the country and the type of fuel that you're looking for. Uh, that's got to smell really good, too, like kernel <laughs> corn popping fire, burning <laughs> fireplace. It, it does have a somewhat unique aroma to it, but part of what uh, you really often don't get the enjoyment out of that in these highly efficient units because they're sealed. sealed combustion chambers. They have glass doors so you can see and enjoy the fire, but they're gasketed and the air is very controlled. Uh, you get some uh, of that nice homey smell when you open the door and maybe throw another log in or, or open the, a pellet stove up to clean it or mess with the fire a little bit. But, but generally, they're very sealed, and so that's good for internal air quality as well. Right. Well, and, that's, and that actually is interesting you mentioned that because there is a sensory, there's a strong sensory element to you know, the idea of having the fireplace. I mean, when there's sort of the invisible heating system that's just blowing out through the vents, I think one doesn't care as much, but when, when the, the fireplace actually exists, it sort of ties back to a sensory experience, and I, you know, part of that. I mean, as funny as it might sound, is you know the popping of the wood. Mm -hmm. I think that that's we're, you know it's a very 
we've all had that experience. Uh, you know, most people their whole lives have at some point, you know, seeing a fire, being around a fire, whether it's a campfire or fire in the home or what have you. And so I think that that's part of the experience. And I, this is going to be a really silly question, but has anybody ever come up with the idea of having, like, I hate to say a soundtrack, for, a soundtrack for a fireplace that's not putting out like gas, you know, you hear a whooshing of gas. It's really not the same thing. Has, it, has anybody ever even thought of that or done that? Oh, yeah. They're, they're out there on the market. There are people that sell those. If you go to a specialty retailer and buy a, a gas fireplace or an insert, uh, some of them will have access to these aftermarket products that you can install in there. And it does. It provides that, that crackle sound uh, to, to make it that much more realistic. Yeah, well, it's part of the visceral experience yeah, of, absolutely. Uh, of the fireplace. Yeah. And the smell, I mean, is another thing, too. You know, there's nothing like like that, that smell, and I'm just wondering if there's other ways to achieve that because I know that that goes that flies in the face of the energy efficiency side of it. So, yeah, I, no. some kind of a scratch and sniff fireplace or something like that. Might <laughs> scratch be and sniff with the soundtrack. That's yeah. right. That's funny. Um, so I'm also curious about the company itself, uh, Lennox Hearth Products. Can you, can you tell us about? I mean, is being green important to the company in through and through, or is it just like you know? Is that a is that something that's been around for a while for you guys? Is that something that you're, you know, now that it's becoming sort of a national mantra, that's gotten more on your radar screen? Can you talk to to that issue? It really comes from both levels: the industry itself and the regulation around burning wood, uh, the competitive environment, uh, the desire that end consumers have for efficient products. They they all look at these things. Heating means money, and so it, it's a important issue and. Uh, so there's a lot of the industry and the legislative environment that drives that type of technology and development for us. But Lennox Harsh Products is a subsidiary of Lennox International Incorporated, which is a global leader in heating, ventilation, and air conditioning uh, equipment. Lennox Industries itself is very green conscious, having just recently introduced a new higher-level, highly efficient uh, line of HVAC equipment. So as a corporation, uh, it's important. It, it's very relevant to our entire business, being able to provide whole house heating and air conditioning with, with high in, inside air quality at, and a very efficient means. That's a corporate mantra. And so that obviously comes down and uh, as Lennox Hearth Products being a subsidiary, it's important to carry that message, and so that, that philosophy is just ingrained in our company. Right. How about in terms of your manufacturing processes and the way you run the office and things like that? I mean, do you, do you see sort of elements of that around th- through the, that process and through the working environment of, of being green and sustainable, and you know, are, there, are, there, are there internal initiatives that are happening in the company? Uh, I'm not close enough to the Linux industry side uh, of it, but... Um, on our side, certainly, uh, that's uh, just from a business standpoint, there are a lot of good reasons to be efficient and green and provide little waste. I mean, we are members of our communities and we are uh, uh, civil leaders with our factories and plants and employees and so on. So these, these kinds of things are all important to us, and it's, it's a continuation of that philosophy I was mentioning earlier. Is, is Lennox Hearth Products uh, run out of the same offices as the main corporate parent, or are they, is it a separate division that's sort of managed in a different plant and such? LHP is uh, based in Orange, California, and Lennox International Incorporated is based uh, out of Dallas, Texas, and Lennox International operates in uh, countries all around the world. Okay. 
My guest today has been Scott Andrunas, who is the Director of Marketing for Lennox Hearth Products, a division of Lennox Home Products. Scott, I want to thank you for being on the program today. It was a pleasure having you with us. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Thanks, as always, to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.